0: Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning,
1: good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am Chris Steffen. I will be your host today. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Ken Buckler. Today, we are going to talk about the continued increase of ransomware gains but how they are starting to use the best technologies and and really starting to run more like a business. As you probably have heard or read or seen, ransomware continues to increase. It's not going to decrease. It's always going to be on the cutting edge of utilizing the greatest technologies. But these ransomware gangs are starting to operate more and more like a business with uh, almost to the point where they, they have KPIs and are using infrastructure that is comparable to what we in the security space are using to combat said ransomware attacks. And it's a concern. It's something that, you know, it's a relatively new development. It's something that uh, arguably has been a long time coming as they get more and more organized and something that we're going to continue seeing more sophistication from ransomware gangs as we go forward. Yeah. Ken, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. It's really interesting. I think, um, you know, the way that ransomware gangs and and really the whole cybercrime industry as a whole has evolved from, you know, just being a a loose group of of bad actors to basically, I mean, we're, we're talking organized, almost corporations, that, you know, they they actually have, you know, self-governance boards, basically, and they, they actually, you know, specifically scope out their targets ahead of time very meticulously, and they actually now even have an underground economy where we're talking ransomware as a service economy, where, you know, hey, if, if your underground gang can't, you know, develop ransomware on your own, that's fine this gang over here has ransomware available that you can rent their, their infrastructure and launch your own ransomware attack on another organization. All you have to do is pay a rental fee. Oh, it, it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> I, I harken back to the days of the quote unquote lone wolf that is basically in the, his parents' basement taking in, you know, creating some weird virus for fun for giggles one evening. Those days, I mean, I, Again, I'd like to think that those days are gone. No, those days are here as well. But the the idea of these organized groups taking and having these very, very sophisticated attacks is interesting. The idea of having ransomware as a service is also very interesting. And what we as security professionals can do to be aware of those kind of things Is I think critically important.
2: Yeah, and you know something you know really interesting that's that's really helped propel this uh, movement going forward has been uh, the more mainstream adoption of cryptocurrency. Because traditionally, the way that uh, a lot of these ransomware gangs would originally get stopped was you know, a lot of the cybersecurity researchers would go after their payment processors, and once they block the payment processors, well, if the ransomware gang can't get paid, why are they going to do the attacks? So, what do they do? They shift over to Bitcoin, and now you, nobody's going to block a Bitcoin uh, transfer. So now you've got to uh, worry about okay, well, now we've got a payment processing that can't be blocked. So, so now you have to target the uh, attackers head on. And what is really becoming interesting, too, is I'm starting to see a shift where, because organizations are getting better about protecting their data, that they're actually doing the the right thing, taking backups. Now, a lot of these ransomware attacks now come with an extortion extortion threats as well, in that they're going to threaten to publicly release your data unless you pay the ransom. So that in itself brings on a, a very new aspect and a very terrifying aspect depending upon the organization that got targeted
1: you don't want your ip to be released to the entire world i mean that kind of defeats the purpose of it being intellectual property to begin with and and more to the point you know everybody has dirty laundry I, i'm sure that there's plenty of executives out there that don't want internal memos and internal records being released to the world case in point is the u.s government and, and some of the leaks that they've had that have obviously disclosed the entire world The other thing that I find really interesting about this whole process is that, and one that I don't know that we talk enough about sometimes, is state-sponsored and and nation-state hack gangs and so on and so forth. Again, it used to be that only the biggest nation-states could take and really afford to have a a cyber criminal, for lack of a better term, a cyber organization that can go out and attack other nations and, and whatever have you. Now, almost every country in the world has their own organization that does this to a degree or another some are more sophisticated some are obviously bigger and better at getting the job done than others but some of the best work being done in the world is by these nation state groups that are one working to attack other nations and two looking to defend the nations that they are supporting
2: yeah and the one that immediately comes to mind is actually north korea has a very advanced uh ransomware and uh, cyber attack group uh, within it. And, uh, you know, I've actually seen some of their handiwork firsthand. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive how well constructed some of their malware can be. So, uh, yeah, very very interesting to to see how we've seen such a shift from, you know, somebody was basically creating malware in their basement to now we've got state-sponsored Entities
1: that some of the class in the world is the Israelis as far as how they have worked for decades now, literally at protecting you know Israeli interests and and part of the reason that I think that we all see so many Israeli cybersecurity companies is that they leave the Israeli military, the Israeli government, and then go jump off and take an idea that they were incubating within. The military and privatize it and make a gazillion dollars, which that's great. I I don't have any problem with any of that. I think that that is just that much better for the cybersecurity industry in general. It's just one of those things where the, the Israelis have been paying attention to cybersecurity from really the get go. And they are some of the class of the world being able to do that.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen similar that, you know, a lot of the Israeli cybersecurity companies that I've spoken with are typically founded by former Israeli military. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's absolutely spot on, you know. And I, I think it's interesting too, you know, when we think about the, the human element when it comes to all of this, is that you know traditionally we've seen the ransomware come in for email. Now, now, we're starting to see a lot of stuff coming out now that's, you know, business email compromises, text messages, stuff like that. I'm sure it's not going to be long, and, and it might already be happening, that we're going to start seeing ransomware through text messages, through social media, where they're going to be attacking the organizations, knowing that, oh, hey... The, this employee here is probably the person 's managing the, this organization 's social media accounts let 's target that employee, see if we can get them to click this link while they 're logged into a uh, uh, employer computer.
1: You are seeing some of that already. I mean th- never mind the ransomware part you 're already seeing you know social media and text messaging using for spoofing and 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 whatever else trying to to get bad actors money and gift cards and and whatever have you I, and so I only see that happening more and more. The the question that I have for you, Ken, is is what can companies and individuals do to really combat some of these more organized ransomware
2: attacks? Well, you know, ultimately, most of the, the ransomware attacks that we see, whether it's, you know, through email or text message or whatever, ultimately, most of them require user interaction. Most of them require a user to download a file or click on a link that they should not have done. So the ultimate uh, way to address that is continuously working with users to raise awareness. Now, now I'm not going to say that you know, just do your, your yearly you know, security awareness training and you're done. I'm talking have programs in place that provide measurable results so you can see if your employees are, are actually learning. Don't click on those links that you shouldn't. Don't try to download that uh, attachment from an unknown person and i think that by implementing programs like that we're going to see significantly reduced impact of ransomware efforts the
1: idea of that that continuous awareness on ransomware is critically important it, it only takes you know your weakest link to click on the wrong thing the one time and then you have somebody that is in your systems doing nefarious things and and you may not discover them, despite whatever tools you might have, you may not discover them for, I think the average now is 208 days or something like that, some, some ridiculously long amount of time. So again, it, it's one of those things to be continually aware of. It's one of those things that we're obviously talking about it, so people are aware of it, but it's really important from a, a cybersecurity perspective for companies to make certain that their employees understand what it means to be aware of the security ramifications of cybersecurity attacks, ransomware attacks, those sort of things. It's not a one and done thing. It's not something that... Is going to magically go away. It's not something that you take the a pill for and you're good to go for. I haven't seen the tool set yet or the solution set yet in all the cybersecurity companies that we evaluate that solves all the ransomware problems. Have you, Ken?
2: No, no. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of interesting tools out there, but ultimately, no tool is foolproof. You're always going to have that human element that needs to be taken into account. So
1: anyway, I I think that we've covered this pretty well today. Uh, I do appreciate everybody listening today. I hope that you are taking precautions against ransomware attacks. Um, We will pick up again next week. And I hope that this has been a good podcast for you. Until then, talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.